A dragon without its rider is a tragedy. A rider without their dragon is dead. First order of business. We will be talking about spoilers from the book Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. If you have not read to the last sentence on the last page, please skedaddle. I really don't want to spoil it for you and ruin your fun of reading, so please excuse yourself now so you don't spoil it. Seriously, there's the door. Nothing in the fourth wing world is off limits. We will be going over social media posts, interviews from the author, the book, audiobook, anything. Don't listen to the podcast if you want accurate predictions and ideas because we have some unhinged theories and sometimes just go off of vibes. If there is a citation or source for something we discuss, we will note it in the show notes for you. Also, a content warning. The book has some spicy scenes in it and uses R-rated language and so might this episode. So this is your sign to hop out if that is not for you. Welcome to the podcast quadrant. I'm Abby. And I'm Nate. <laughs> and this is episode four, covering chapter three. Oh, applause. That will get confusing. Yeah, applause that I got that right, because <laughs> that's complicated. All right. Any thoughts, any updates since the first episode? Since the first episode, or, or yeah, just, just, like just in, overall, in you know, still going on theme that um, just the theories just keep going and going with no stop. I'm now in like chapter 11 of the reread of Fourth Wing. Yeah. And something hit me like a lightning bolt. And pun I'm just intended. like, pun not even intended. And <laughs> wow. See, just stuff like that. And when I. I literally like was in my car, re rereading or rehearing, and okay, I was, so you're doing it audio audiobook again, and then I hear it, and I think even like hearing some like keywords mm-hmm. makes you like literally like I like pause, and I'm like <laughs> jaw dropping is what I'm doing right now. I'm jaw dropping like, and things like just like click. Okay. And like some theories, and I feel like in some theories you have to like connect dots and you really have to like try hard to find something there. This, I'm like, no, Rebecca Yaros, you did that on purpose, you sneaky minx. We were just dumb that we missed it? Yes. Okay, it's in chapter 11? No, I'm at chapter 11. This happened in chapter 8. Okay. Nine, so, one of those two. So it's gonna be a bit till we capture that. So in like a couple weeks. It's gonna be in a couple weeks. Or do weeks. you like need to tell us now? I have to hold it. Will I'll you remember, be able to hold I'll, it? I'll remember it. Oh, okay. I'll remember it. But like, will it be that exciting again? I think so. On chapter I'll, eight. Yeah. Okay. We'll get there. I hope you don't forget. I won't forget, because okay. I'll do the summary of chapter eight okay. <laughs> or something like that, so that I can remember. Okay. It, so. Sounds yeah. good. And you have our summary for us today. For chapter three, I have the summary, and you did the analysis. And yes, I'm whenever excited. you're ready. All right. I'm ready. I wanted to start with the with the beginning quote, since we learned yes. that in chapter two, that was very important. <laughs> it's important. Don't skip those. We're not going to skip those anymore, and okay. we're just going to go with it. So, <clears throat> chapter three. 
A quote from Colonel Kaori's Field Guide to Dragonkind. Blue dragons descend from the extraordinary Gormfialis line. Known for their formidable size, they are the most ruthless, especially in the case of the rare blue dagger tail, whose knife-like spikes at the tip of their tail can disembowel an enemy with one flick. Ooh. Ooh. All right. We continue immediately after Chapter 2. Violet, still in a fighting stance against Jack. F you, Jack. Thank you. She decides to show him mercy and not kill him or even harm him. And they walk away. Violet realizes her knee is hurting badly after hitting it on the parapet, but doesn't want any other cadets to see to show weakness. Before she begins to think of what to do, Rhiannon comes from behind her to hug her and celebrate that they are both alive and to thank Violet for lending her one of her shoes. While they look for a bench to change shoes, Violet stumbles into the chest and arms of a tall figure in a black uniform. Dane Atos is the one that catches her and is alarmed that Violet is here at the writer's quadrant and not in the scribe quadrant. Violet is relieved to see him and notices the difference in his appearance since she last saw him a summer ago. She comments of how he was in many of her fantasies as well. Dane escorts Violet away from the crowd and into an alcove in the wall. Violet, feeling like she is going to be sick, sits while Dane comforts her and tells her what to do to feel better. Rhiannon is not far behind her behind them and introduces herself to Dane. Dane reveals he is the leader for the second squad, flame section of second wing. He orders Rhiannon not to tell anyone about Violet's condition to keep her safe, to find and to find the red-headed lady at the front and to tell her to put both herself and Violet into his squad. Dane then begins to question Violet's decision to be in the writer's quadrant and not the scribe quadrant and is persistent in this. Violet reveals to him that her mother forced her to go. Quote, Every Soringale is a writer. Dane leads Violet up a flight of stairs to his room to help bandage and wrap her knee. He shows off a little, quote, lesser magic that he can perform since he bonded with his dragon. And then they both have revealed to each other that they have missed each other, and Violet is starting to think that maybe she and Dane could finally be on the same page of them being together. Dane then begins to plot and tell how to sneak Violet out of, out of the writer's quadrant and into the scribe quadrant. Violet explains that her mom will just find out and simply put her back into the writer's quadrant and will not accept Violet being anything less than a writer. Dane continues to argue, saying this place will kill her and how he is trying to keep her alive and wants to save her. Violet rejects it and says he can't save her. She either lives or dies in the writer's quadrant. Dane concedes for now and escorts Violet back to the courtyard. Violet meets back up with Rhiannon and we are introduced to Tara, a girl with jet black hair and just and hair just as short as Dane's. She is from the Moraine province, just to the north along the Emerald Sea, 
and is ecstatic to be a writer and can't wait to bond with the dragon, much like Rhiannon. As the last of the candidates turned cadets cross the parapet and enter into the courtyard, a group of rider leaders walk up the dais to begin along with Commandant Panchek. It is speculated that his current position is a, quote, stepping stone to General Melgren's job. In this dialogue, we learn General Melgren's signet is the ability to see a battle's outcome before it happens. Panchek announces that 301 now cadets survived the parapet, and 67 did not. Violet quickly adds in her head and realizes it's more than usual. Violet continues her mental math by sharing that statistics that, that say that only about a quarter of the 301 cadets will make it to graduation. They, give, they begin the process of assigning each cadet into a squad, section, and wing. There are three squads in each section and three sections in each of the four wings. Both Violet and Rhiannon are called into second squad, flame section of section second wing, which is also Dane's squad. Seconds later, a heated discussion occurs between the wing leaders initiated by Zayden. An announcement comes that Dane's squad will switch with another to be placed into Zayden's wing fourth wing. Violet is now a direct subordinate to Zayden, and she is now very afraid. After this, Zayden then takes the head of the dais to make a speech to the new cadets. He says some inspirational words as as yells and cheers from the cadet crowd come. All of a sudden, eight dragons fly and come out of nowhere to land on top of the edge of the courtyard. The dragons are massive, the cheers turn silence, or for some screams. One cadet panics and runs to the stone keep and is incinerated by dragonfire, right below the words carved in stone, quote, A dragon without its rider is a tragedy. A rider without their dragon is dead. Violet describes about the relationship between dragons and humans. Both like protecting the veil, and it's useful useful for the dragons, for the humans to have signet abilities from bonding and to weave the protective wards that power around Navarre. There are two more screams, and now two more cadets are burned. Out of the eight present dragons, there is a navy one with golden eyes staring down Violet, sending her into a fear pit and worried the dragon would see her as a weakness as well. Zayden finishes speech by saying that no one here is untouchable or special to a dragon, and anyone can die. End of chapter three. End scene. How was my summary? Was it good? It was beautiful. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. Okay. And now, well, what are your like initial thoughts about chapter three? Now that we've like um. finished the dramatic parapet and everything and and violet kind of finishes her little like little almost eunuching of jack (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of dane being annoying and a lot of just like info dumping about the organization of like the ranking and then exciting we get to meet dragons 
it's like a setting the scene chapter. Mm-hmm. In your first read of this, yeah, did you find Dane annoying? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I actually didn't. Oh. Were, oh yeah, I remember this. I was, I was, I think for like some of us, yeah. the first like three, four chapters. Yeah. Maybe not that much, but still, we are like a fan of Dane because I see it like I really gravitate where he pulls her aside. He he, yeah. he says like he rubs her back while she's like feeling nauseous and he's like, like protective. Very protective. Yeah. I though first go after it as not Dane being like a future like lover for Violet. Mm-hmm. I see him as a older brother type of oh, how much okay. he's taking care of her yeah. and protective like, oh no, I have to like save you. You have to be okay. Right. Not and maybe and maybe Dane is like like just madly in love, but he can't be because he's a superior yeah. and blah blah blah. But just the vibe he gives off first is very brother like. In that protective way. In this protective way, yeah. yeah. And I definitely see how at first you might be hoodwinked into thinking. Oh yeah. That he's a good guy or we're gonna like him or oh this is a potential like crush and love interest for Violet I think especially if you're like into like protective dudes either <laughs> you know people are be like oh I like that but for me it wasn't protective it was like belittling and like you're so small and quoted dumb and weak and, <laughs> and dumb and small mm-hmm and what are you doing here? I don't want you here. Let me. I don't. I don't believe that you could do it. There, there is like that fuck. one, like at the end of the of their exchange, like right before they're going down the stairs, where you know Violet basically like calls him out. And he's like, "Yeah, go ahead and say it. Say that I'm weak say and it. Say, say that it. I don't belong here, sort of deal." And yeah. Dane's like, oh, "That's no what I, expletive." I oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, yeah crap (laughs) to use inclusively (laughs) should we just um talk about dane first then go for it yeah since we're on that subject keep it pg Mm -hmm. (laughs) i haven't read your notes yet so this is new this is live yes live reaction live reaction poop stain dane is the Mm -hmm. header for this section (laughs) first Um, thing Huh? Yeah. <laughs> he ahead. literally says, huh? Uh-huh. Get your boots switched. You look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That is just so rude. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. That boot got not only her and Rhiannon across. So put respect where respect is due. Okay. Put she was respect on that boot. Exactly. <laughs> that is an important boot. Okay. Um, and she was, she made it out of all odds with a bum shoe and, and a bum then, knee and a bum knee and just like you you look ridiculous or you do you think we think that or is he just like embarrassed you're just embarrassed to be seen with her like ew okay um and then it's giving um boyfriend in legally blonde he's like you got into harvard i saw law. that tiktok someone yeah. did make a oh, tiktok yeah, I video this. but her vibe is like what like it's, it's hard, hard. <laughs> yeah um, you cross the parapet with an equestrian boot too big for you? And she's like, yeah, like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't do that. Um, and they, just a lot of him saying, you're going to die. You got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're here. 
we got to get you to the scribe quadrant. This place will kill you. You can't be here. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. You could you could make a drinking game out of this. Like, take a shot every You'd time he gone. says. Yeah. <laughs> take a take a shot every time he says this place will kill you or you have to leave. You Something have, like that. Exactly. Every time he tries to like yeah. get her out. And I know people are saying they're <laughs> rereading it and counting the number of times that Dane touches her. So I do have that, not the number, but like I mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But I want to count the number of times that he calls her small, cold, and dumb because in your own words, in my own words, mm-hmm. that's what he's calling her. Mm-hmm. Um, like just yeah, just this chapter alone is like just this chapter alone. You'd six. be gone. Like that's a dangerous <laughs> drinking game. Okay, what I also wanted to know your thoughts on about Dane mm-hmm. in the beginning mm. is. Do you think his intentions for her to be in the scribe quadrant are purely to protect her? Because he thinks you're going to die. I like you. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want you to die. Go somewhere it's safer. Or do you think that's what we're being told to think? And he has ulterior motives. Like, I'm doing shady stuff against the rebellion or with the rebellion we don't know what mm-hmm. he knows and if you're here you're gonna find out things i don't want you to know about me yeah yeah you know? i do i'm back and forth with this theory because <sighs> what do we know like for sure about dane that he's long lot he's long friends with yeah with Fa- Violet. And family friends. I have that too. Family friends with Violet. Her, her, his dad is like, is like the right hand person yeah. to Lilith. Written down with Angel's right. family and a Storingale family. So I'm trying to like. We, we, I'll tell you how they're connected. It's relevant. Dane, whose father is one of my mother's most trusted advisors. And we grew up together through almost every post our parents had been stationed at. So family also knows each other. His dad is, like, assistant to the mom. And if we're thinking, like, who, what side is Lilith on? What side is the dad on? Who who knows? Who knows? So they're all going to be connected. Lilith, Dane, and Mr. Atos. (laughs) I don't know. Right. What's his, do we have his his name? Do we have Dane's Um, dad's name? I don't think so. I think we have a rank later okay. on, but no, I don't. No, I don't recall. I don't recall either. <laughs> anyway, recall. Um, so knowing those facts, knowing that those three are all connected, so it's safe to say with whoever is one, like, has their allegiance to mm-hmm. the other three are the same. You think? I think so. I okay. think there's too strong of a connection. For it. Between who? Be- I'm confused. Between Lilith, uh-huh. Mr. Atos, and right. Dane. Oh, okay, okay. Those you three. Think they gotta all be on the same I side. They're in so. cahoots. I think so. Okay. I think so. Unless Lilith's a mole. She could be. She would be the one outlier, obviously. I don't yeah. think, like, dads could be against son and yeah. vice versa. So, I, but I think the more likely one is they're all three, like, on the same page dane might like whatever question page whatever page is. they're on whatever okay. ball whatever sport they're playing <laughs> okay um i think you know with the disagreement that dane has about Violet being here because mm-hmm. he's like oh your mother and like oh yeah my mother like put me in here and he's like you know 
curse word trying so to like so then that would mean they're on opposite sides well i think he disagrees there. but okay. he's not going to you know you know go and storm into soaring gales same office end game different means where the mom's like go to the right squad. so i think okay. i think your your theory of like dane and and lilith and and you know the his dad could all be like plotting against something or could could just know about the rebellion or revolution right. at the end um and they have like big picture plans to get rid of this and if the quote-unquote writer's quadrant does not kill her then this would right but so... but then but then i question okay. i'm like okay so if that is what was meant that would suggest that Dane is not confident enough through their strong friendship to recruit Violet right. for their side. Right. So, so like protect her by keeping her in the dark. Kind or of. he's a clueless oaf. <laughs> and he's just a not yes an man. Oaf. You know what he is? He's a yes man. He is a yes man and knows diddly squat. Right. And just goes with the plan. I think right. that fits Dane perfectly. It does, because I think I they, think him knowing like all the cons- like the with the conspiracy theories of like oh he knows and he has to like touch people's eyes. I think he might be told to do that, or he might have to share he's information. A he is a puppet. It's he puppet. even said like in his exchange with with violet and i totally forgot this to mention in chapter three so i apologize viewers he shares with violet that his signet power Mm -hmm. is that he can read or see past memories but he specifically has to touch we learned that in this chapter i believe so i may have skimmed over it i thought we did that while he was wrapping her knee maybe I don't remember. Anyway. Anyways, we That's no it. secret it's to our listeners. Not a secret, no a secret no. to our listeners. So, and he mentions like, oh yeah, I think like once I graduate, they're going to use me in intelligence. Sort right. of deal. Like literally says, use me. I am a puppet. I will, I'm yeah. a yes man. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. And no, ma'am. Is, later on, we learn that he's very like much the rule follower. At very any much cost. so. At any Even cost. Even if the rules maybe aren't right. Exactly. So. Yeah. I think he is a extreme yes man puppet yeah and i think i like it it fits and i think that he might know of some things but not to the extreme of like conspiracy of the conspiracy theories yeah. of like he knows like everything i'm like right. i'm like i understand i can i understand your logic but homeboy dane's just a clueless elf he's a labrador <laughs> puppy <laughs> no <laughs> but Those not a cute, cute. one <laughs> he is a I can't say what I I, which ugly dog would be because we might lose listeners. <laughs> no, it can't be a dog. I don't know, something else. Okay, but so, you get what I'm saying. Yes. Anytime that someone's like, I say this again and again, if it is so obvious and so like smack you over the head with it repetitive in like fantasy and fiction writing, it's generally like, hello, pay attention to this, but not on surface value. It's like something else. So I'm like, the reason that he's so repetitive of this, you can't be here, you're going to die, you better get out. Like, we get it, but I think it's on purpose to be like, dig a little deeper, and I think that's just a cover-up. And then he says it so much because he's like, it's a cover-up. So 
regardless of what the actual reason is, his real reasoning is not purely just because he wants her to be safe I to- or not die in the writer's quadrant. I totally agree with that. I just don't know to like how far of what extent he's yeah, gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, totally agree with that. I just don't think he's like super big part of like the conspiracy that a lot of people think that he's a part of. Yeah. I think he's just, you know, I think just the oafless, the clueless oaf. Oafless. Oafless clue of that he is. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. Another thing that's just because I read a lot, picked up on this. When he says, I think it's what you're talking about on the stairs when it's finally like, just say it. Just say what you think I am. He says, you'll break the first time they put you in the sparring ring. And that's before the dragon sense that you're, I'm what? And Violet interrupts him and he never finishes what he was going to say. Senses that, and we're meant to believe, senses that you're weak. For as soon as the dragon sense that you're weak is what we like auto fill in the blank but like that could have been anything i'm like violet just let him talk like what was he gonna say be quiet be quiet like oh my gosh what would he have said and so she was like go ahead say it when they sense that i'm less than the others is that what you mean but i was like what was he gonna say what was he gonna say what was he gonna put there sense that you're part venom sense that you're part of the rebellion sense that you have had your mind wiped sense that you i don't know all these things Right, sense that you're, you know, the descendant of someone else that you didn't know who you are. I don't know. He could have said so many things. So that was just a little like sentence structure that I was like, oh, interesting. Interesting. No, that's true. And it's so easy for us just to like fill assume. in those blanks and assume and yeah. just fill in the blanks around because they're like, oh yeah, I know where you're, where the author's going. No, we don't. No, we We're don't. in the third chapter. She's literally making it up. We're in the third <laughs> chapter of an author we barely know. Exactly. Like this is not an She's easy one to predict. It up as we go along. <laughs> yeah. And then well my last thing with Dane is I think could be an Easter egg okay. that just hasn't uh, hatched yet. Do you like that? That was nice. Um, said she says something that he's always had a gift for languages. And I was like, that just seems random to mention. Why are we talking about that? It's when she's describing his room. And I think he has like a translated book or something. I don't know exactly. But it doesn't come out in this, in fourth wing, in the first book, Mm -hmm. what he could be doing with different languages or something. But the only other time we talk about like translation is with Jacenia at the beginning where it's been translated into the modern tongue. So I was just putting those two together. I don't know what that means. Don't know if it's significant or anything because we that would be something that we could look look for as we go along in this. Yeah, yeah. I just like could see it foreshadowing. He is able to like translate. That becomes his role. He knows something because he could read something in another language. They talk about like runes and things like that, but it was burnt or lost or destroyed. Supposedly. Allegedly. Supposedly. Yeah. The so. language that is mentioned in the chapter. Okay, thank you. Is the Krovlon language. Krovlon, which, which is go to the map. There's a country. Um, after those beginning. Got it. Nope, that's mm. the War College one in the world. There it is. There. 
Provolone is a country, right? It's, it's just Meal. south. It's the southern part of Poromiel. It's in Poromiel? Mm-hmm. So Poromiel's a country like Navarre is? Yes. And Crovlin is a... Crovla. Crovla. Sorry. Or if and you, you're, yeah, you're Crovla. You're in the Crovla province, province and you speak Crovlin. Crovlin. Correct. But everyone in Navarre speaks Navarian. Or whatever the heck we're speaking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Hmm. Anywho. Very interesting. That's one we might be waiting a while to find out on. But. It could just be like. Yeah, just, a, just literally like random. That could be okay. a very, very like tiny seed that she just, you know. Just plop. gonna leave this here. Put some dirt put, on it. Put some dirt, waters it. Three books later. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> remember this tiny Easter yeah. egg that had no significance. Well, guess what? <laughs> yeah. Anything else about Dane? No, we can move on from Dane. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm Let's... surprised actually TikTok didn't just go with the whole "fu Jack" and go and just go like, "Damn it, Dane." <laughs> yeah. Okay. I want to talk about the dragons. Yay. When they come to kind of put the fear of God into these Flex meals. their muscles. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite things yeah. to say. Like when they come down and like to intimidate, yeah. scare, burn. Put the fear of God into these new Gods. Gods. Thank you. <laughs> in this context. <laughs> yeah. Into perspective there. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn they have huge semi-translucent wings. Their chest scales ripple with movement, and they have razor-sharp talons. And then more specifics about the blue one that lands in front of Violet, which is not a coincidence, I don't think. No. that's the gale, right? Not we're, mentioned in the chapter, but yes, we are because it does land behind because Zayden. she's the right kind of dragon. So glistening blue horns, elegant head... Lethal sweep and its wings flare momentarily before tucking in the tip of their top joint, crowned by a single fierce talon. And I just picture like a little finger hook. (laughs) Their tails are just as fatal, but I can't see them at this angle or even tell which breed of dragon it is without that clue. All are deadly. So we know there's different breeds based on types of tail and then different colors. So... Various shades of red, two shades of green. We learn that Tyne, Mira's dragon, is green. And brown like mom's. So Lilith Sorengale's dragon is brown. Mm -hmm. An orange and an enormous navy blue one, which we're going with it's It's Seagale. We learn more just world building about the dragons. Um, Once bonded, riders cannot live without their dragons, but most dragons can live just fine after us. It's why they choose carefully so they're not humiliated by picking a coward. Mm -hmm, Right? mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And even then they say, "Not not that a dragon would ever admit to making a mistake. And I also put Easter egg question mark Mm -hmm. because that's just a such a again such a sure statement said with like a dragon would never 
Yeah, Do any something. never and any always. Nevers, I'm like, yeah, that's wrong. Any Do nevers and wrong. always are always up for debate. Yeah, nothing, nothing is certain. I don't know what dragon and what the mistake is, but I'm like, I think that's going to come back. Or, or there's also the perception of, oh, the dragon made a mistake. And it's like, nah, remember, dragons never make mistakes. Like in Harry Potter, the wand always chooses the wizard. And you're like, and sometimes you're like, so just some, because like early on, in like a very, very small example of this would be like when Taryn and, and, and Andarna pick right. and choose um, Violet, right. a lot of people are like, oh, this was a mistake, or the, okay. why the dragon's picking the weakest, like, like cadets. And the like, fact that there's two. And the fact that there's two, and dragons never make a mistake. Yeah. Here you go. So I think that, I, I think that's just more like laying the groundwork of like, no, you don't question. Don't question the so dragon. Easter egg, yeah. could there be one? For sure. But I think it's more okay. of like establishing like who has authority. Right. Who okay. runs the world. Yeah, I see what you're Not saying. Not girls, dragons. <laughs> In this one instance, okay. Um, and who then another thing along that was dragons always know. And it gives, it's that's, giving. That's the Easter egg, I think. Okay. That's the one. Like, there's no secrets from dragons. Because they've lived for much, much longer. Taryn is described as 100 they years old. They can all old. talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So whatever the writer has told the dragon or the dragon knows from their one writer, all dragons know it. All you dragons know each other. Mm-hmm. There's no secrets there. But I just, it made me think of in the Jungle Book where they're like, an elephant never forgets. Right. Right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a good one. And then that these dragons are hundreds of years old. Like, Taryn's 100 years old-ish, yeah. and it's considered middle age. Right. Like, so you're telling me that the oldest dragon currently right now, which maybe we haven't been introduced to, is maybe is like... Melgrin's? I don't know if Melgrin's is the oldest. I know oh, that Melgrin okay. is a, also a black the dragon. Biggest, and yeah. is a... Yeah, the, might True. be the biggest. You don't really know ages. But the oldest dragon list, per se, could be... 300 something ish years old maybe yeah, yeah. and they've seen 300 years that's like at the beginning of when it's all wizened. this started yeah and yeah. they know everything because that oldest dragon also told everyone else everything so true that's true. also because another theme and that we go with this book is knowledge is power knowledge is power like what is power what is strength Mm-hmm. knowledge some people Maybe. see that some people knowing things in history and and stuff like that also is it is it like too far off to and i think we have to talk about this before too is it too far off to imagine that a writer who could uh-huh. communicate with a dragon also right. became a scribe later on before they died and started writing all this down of what they were, right. what the dragons were talking about, or what dragons have seen throughout the four hundred no. years, like oh, how? Are we... Oh, for sure. But I, I think it, the way they want us to assume it is that dragon writers told the scribes this is how it works. Could be, could be. But the scribes aren't like if you're just a scribe, you're not privileged to the dragons' like thoughts no. and everything. So the dragons may not share everything. But if a writer who can became hear dragons a became a scribe, yeah. Or they just told yeah. the scribes, and the scribes could be it down. Yeah, possible. You don't know. Just a little. Yeah. Plant there. 
when we talk about the dragons and <laughs> I just realized I spelled it with two O's. The dragoons. Not the dragoons. When we talk about the dragoons. <laughs> <laughs> just saw it. We're going to call it that from now on, okay? No. Yeah. Every time we say dragons, dragoon. I refuse. Okay. Then I'll win. <laughs> All right. We get information about the magic when Violet's like describing or just, I guess, thinking this in her mind because she's not saying this to anyone. But anyways, um, if we didn't need, if they didn't need, meaning mm. the dragons, if they didn't need us puny humans to develop signet abilities from bonding to weave protective wards that power around Navarre, I'm pretty sure they'd eat us and be done. So that tells us the dragons need the people to weave the wards that protect Navarre. Protected from what? We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And that somehow the dragons give the humans the powers to weave the wards, but the dragons have the power? Why can't they do it themselves? So let's, let's back up just a little bit, because when I first read this, I was uber confused. A, I didn't know what a ward was, and it's because I didn't know what it was, I couldn't mm-hmm. picture it. So... Right. For us, less we have, and I still cannot picture okay. it. So help me, also listeners. I think they also use ward as like a verb. You can ward a door. Okay. So I picture it as like an invisible shield. Okay. So I'm going to use Harry Potter. Two things I think of when they go to um, the bank, Gringotts. And the goblin puts his hand, like, at the door to the mm-hmm. the vault. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, the magic blue, leg. swirly, magic, golden stuff that looks kind of like locks, but it's not actually, like, a physical lock with a key. That's what I picture, like, you ward a door. Or it could just be, like, some type of magical barrier okay. to protect it. So then also when... At the end in seven part one, when they're camping and and Hermione uses her wand to like make that like bubble dome over them. Mm-hmm. I picture that where like they can't hear outside of it. They can't, people outside of it can't see in. Um, certain like curses and magic can't penetrate it. That's what I picture. Okay, but However, in this, it, sorry to interrupt, go ahead. However... In some things, I don't, I just know, like, in general fantasy stuff, it could be, like, a physical, like, object. Like a right. a rune or more religious type thing. Like, here's a, I don't know, a not like a cross for Christians, but, like, an object that has power and it's generally, like, protective or, like, a barrier. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, I, I did a quick, like, like definition from, like, um, just, like, Google. And it yeah. says, like, yeah, you're, like, when you're using a verb, it's... You can ward against... You can guard damage. or protect. Yeah. Or like, you can... Like, bug spray wards against mosquitoes. Right. And then if it's used as a noun, it's yeah. it's got a couple of different definitions so it could be a separate room in a hospital which we like right. a children's ward 
Yeah. And then another one is an administrative division of a city or borough that typically like elects certain people to represent it. Right. Like think in New Orleans they have wards. Wards. Instead of saying like kind of like saying a county. So okay. in that sense it's dividing in all of those like in a hospital and in like a city or, or borough it's dividing uh-huh. something. So you think of it as like a border and then in the magical sense it's like protective. Guard, protect, that well, kind of thing. The act of guarding or protecting, guardianship. Right. The act of keeping watch hear, or being on a lookout. Yeah, you can also okay, so be the, a ward as in like you, you hear people be, say a ward of the state. When someone's in like orphaned and becomes like not property but is protected, oh, protected or, their guardianship yeah. is now the state or they're in okay. foster care or something. Yep, kind yep, of yep. an old term, like this is my ward okay, and so I protect them. The the for just some reason my brain just has the trouble with ward because I can't like picture it. The the war like when it said later in the book, the wards are faulting they're failing like yeah. the so like the guardianship the protection around mm-hmm. navarre is mm-hmm. falling right so Not, i don't picture it like a literal wall no no no, no. Like it's an failing imaginary failing mm-hmm. magical border okay um i also always think like ye old medieval times as well because and then i found the historical definition is an area of ground enclosed by encircled walls of a fortress Mm. um so if that kind of also helps you but i'm picturing it it might like come from a physical object Mm -hmm. or something like i picture like a giant rock (laughs) that we get power from you know and it yeah and you like somehow magical things in the ether it's powering this mm-hmm. protective border mm-hmm. okay does that make sense yes and then there might be like holes in it or the people that weaved it and made it are weakening and so then that's what i'm picturing mm-hmm. does that help yes okay. it does actually so i actually i'm, I'm gonna go a, a, a bit further with this just to get okay. more explanation i went to reddit.com oh boy and the question was, what are wards exactly? And what do they mean that the wards are falling? Oh, this is fourth wing Reddit. Mm-hmm. R slash fourth wing. <laughs> Many people are saying, okay. I think wards are magical shields. Yeah. Doesn't okay. it give the same vibe as the wall from GOT? Mm. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, but I don't picture it a physical barrier. No. Because the wall in Game of Thrones is just literally a giant, like, Wall. Yeah, there are some sort of magical shield that prevents um, Griffin flyers and riders yeah. from using their magic, thus protecting Navarre. It is not clear what the wards are made of. Magic. We think we're speculating, but we think. I think. But sorry. Yeah. To your point, Mira, the sister her, of our heroine, right? Her makes is, is to make wards, weaving wards, which would suggest that they are made of magic. Yeah. That literally is what it says. Right. 
signet abilities from bonding and weave the protective wards around Navarre. Right. So we literally know it's made of magic. So by that sentence though, does yeah. does it to you does that sound like that most writers can already at least assist and help so make wards? Or is it It make this sentence alone says to develop signets from bonding to weave protective wards. Is the purpose of humans to dragons. Right. However, not all writers' signets are the same. So only some writers have that weaving ability. However, we know that Zayden warded Violet's door. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think maybe that lesser magic can be used. Like it can be used to use those stupid pens and unlock a door and, and light flick a candle and a little bit of extra speed. I think like lesser magic can be used to ward something small like your door to your room. Mm-hmm. But in order to weave it around an entire country and protect it from like bigger, badder things. Like I think she, he's just weaving her, warding her door to protect from people going in and out. Mm-hmm. That is different than to protect from like other magical things or to keep the magic in. You probably need a signet ability to do that kind mm-hmm. of Big boy weaving. <laughs> big boy course. weaving. Big girl weaving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's okay. what I picture. I also have a vibe that like there is something physical because they talk about, I think, is it here? I don't know. Yes. Do let we me go, go to the next. Okay. Well, kind of. The dragons like protecting the veil, the valley, valley behind Vesgaeth, the dragons call home. Mm-hmm. Then they talk about how, not in this section, so when they get to that, we, we'll get to I'll that. get the quote. Mm-hmm. But they talk about how the borders go out in like a perfect circle from the veil. So that makes me think something physical in the veil or that's like almost like layers of the earth and there's a core and there's power that starts and radiates out and like emits from that one area. And that's also where like, the dragons are hatched. Mm-hmm. The dragons live. They have to go back to the veil to get like recharged up. <laughs> it sounds like we're kind of thing. So that's what I'm picturing. And, and Darna then, was on negative percent. Gotta go charge her back yes, up. Yes, your battery's low. Um, it's that's protective too, and like where they foster their energy, that then they give to the writers. Mm-hmm. So there might be other like focal points of power like that maybe other countries maybe that's how the griffins get their power i don't know tbd but it seems that there very well could be something physical Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that we know there's at least something physical because it's something that the venom are trying to steal we think like that's like there's the purpose That's where, or that's that's later on. They're we won't trying, dive yeah. deep into I mean, that, but to there's steal something that's more like a weapon. And that could be too. It and could then be. I think in order to get through the ward, they have to make the wards weak to get in to steal that thing. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, but that's that's for later. That's days. for later on. Yep. Um. Did you yeah. want? You've got lots of good notes here on more of like strength and weakness. How that's still like a yes. n- still a thing even in chapter three. Do you want to talk about oh, that? Oh yeah, it's the whole book. It is the whole book. It's throughout the whole book. But give us that chapter yeah. three strength okay. versus weakness. So after right after she gets off the parapet, Violet, 
she's like, oh my gosh, I have to bind my knee before anyone notices. So that's even her trying to hide her weakness because mm-hmm. she knows it's not great for people to see that right away. And I'm also a little bit sometimes she's like, I'm strong, I can do this. And at the same time, it's like, no, let me hide this. It's just like how she struggles with it, which is very like real life of having a chronic illness of like sometimes you're like, yeah, no, I am weak, give me help. But also like, don't call me weak. You know, so it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, puking my guts up after surviving the parapet would make me be considered weak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though, like, she just did this huge accomplishment. If she threw up after, all of a sudden it, like, takes away her accomplishment. Also, throwing up is, like, a very common thing with POTS. So, those symptoms. Um, and she says that normally or other people like normal people if they had taken the fall that she did she they wouldn't have like a torn up knee as bad they would just have a bruise mm-hmm. so not if just, that if that not just weak but like disproportionately affected yeah like things. like when you fall on stone like yeah you might have a scuff like yeah you're not but gonna have a the way that, that she rotated around your whole leg exactly like she describes like this like kneecap like got re- dislocated and then relocated yeah kneecap <laughs> didn't stay where it's supposed to not just my muscles that are weak ligaments right. that hold my joints together don't work for shit either which is the definition of the hypermobile type of ehlers danlos syndrome so well done for the accuracy mm-hmm. yaros um that's kind of that's kind of all I had for that okay. in this one. Um, oh, and just the nausea and shakiness is just more symptoms mm-hmm. of POTS yeah. that she writes in there. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Atos family and Dane. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the ranking and organization of squads and stuff. Okay. This is just kind of world building like info dump. Mm-hmm. Um, but... She's kind of telling Rihanna because Rihanna might look confused or is just like, hey, I want to help you understand this. There's sections and squads, three squads in each each section and three sections in each of the four wings. Immediate confusion. Yeah. So three squads. Okay. So wing is the biggest, then a section. And then a squad. Then a squad. So. Right. You can be in (laughs) one, two. Or three, squad. Squad one, two, or three. And then section, section, you're either in like flame, tail, or something else. I'm forgetting the third one. Wing? No. Because fourth wing. You can't, no, that's. Oh, no, there's, there's that wings. Is wing. you there's four wings. You're not like first squad, first wing, fourth wing. That's not Right, fourth wing, first section, third squad. No. That's a possibility. No. That's a possibility. So it's a number, and then it's a, a section. A section, which the section is like flame, tail, or something else, and oh. then wing. So only one number. I see what you're saying. Okay. And then what are the squads? That's number? one, two, or three. Oh, okay. I need to like draw it out sometimes in my head. All I know is like squad is the small part. Right. Because that's kind of what we talk about the most because it's who they're around all the Cause, time. Okay, because Re and Vi are in second squad, so a number. Second Flame squad. Flame section, section second, second wing. wing. Right. 
Not for long. Not for long. Um, okay. And then Jack. F U Jack. First section of. No. No, sorry. First, first squad, squad of flame, flame section, section. First. First swing. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's a number, then like a part of the dragon, dragon a section parts. of the dragon. So a fl- a flame, a yeah. tail, or something else. Is it a claw? I think so. I think claws. Jack the... is flame. Tara is tail. Rhiannon and Violet are flame. Yeah, they don't say the third, but I want to say tail. No, I, we know tails. Oh, the other one. We just don't. We I, know I, I claw. Didn't, I, <laughs> I don't freaking know. I'm gonna guess claw. I'm gonna look it up real <laughs> okay. quick. Um, okay, while you look that up, we learn a little bit more just the ranking. So the highest rank in the cadet is wing leader and then section leader, which makes sense because wing is the biggest and then broken into sections. Um, elite third years hold those positions. Second years can rise to a squad leader if they're exceptional. And we know that Dane is a squad leader in his section second year, so he's quote-unquote exceptional. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is simply a cadet and then a rider after threshing. People die too often to hand out ranks prematurely. So basically, first years don't get ranks besides right. cadet. Right. Um, then when we talk about the organization of the ranks, first Dane is like, Rhiannon and Violet, you guys are going to be in my section. Like, tell them you're already assigned. Why did he do that? Why did he want that? To protect her? That goes on this bigger question we've already mm-hmm. kind of talked about. Is it to help her? Does he have ulterior motives? And if so, what are they? We don't have the answer. We already went over this kind of. I've got to keep an eye on you. Yeah. And it is claw. For why, though? Claw? Right. It is okay. claw. I was claw, right. Claw, tail, and talent. No. Flame. Claw. <sighs> oh, my God. Why is this so hard for me? Claw. Flame. Claw. Flame. Tail. tail. Okay. That's it. So flame, though, is like their mouth. To me, that's not a part of the dragon, though. Like, not a body part, you know? Okay. Anywho. Dane's uh, squad switches with Aura Bine Havens. Good job on that pronunciation. I wasn't going to try that. <laughs> Thank you. I, like, I like read it. I'm like, nope. Yeah. And not that's happen. what Naira has them do after Zayden goes up and makes a big fuss. And we're assuming that conversation is him saying, what are you signaling? Nothing. I'm just, I'm excited because okay. I brought this you up to you. Of, yeah. Because I brought this up to you because you didn't believe me. You were like. Well, I'm... I think he went up there and said. No, they need to be in my yes. section. Yes. Wing. So, no, right. he's wing leader. He is wing leader. Oh, my God. It's like I forgot everything about this book. He was like, no, did move them to my book? wing. We didn't read the same book. We oh. did. It's fine. I'm fine. So is that what that conversation was? Yes. Or do you think it's something else? No, no, no. That's exactly what I think. I just remember oh. when I was first when we were when I was first going over this with you, I was like, yeah. this makes sense that Zayden like has like loved and protected Violet all this yeah. long because he asked for Violet to, to be, be in his, his wing. wing. And you're like, No, he doesn't. It's Naira, whoever yeah. the hell yeah, that yeah, does yeah. it. I'm like, No, no, no. Zayden initiates this. Right. Naira says the word discussion. Yeah. So good point. He, you know, gathers the other what Why is it heated? That's a good question. I think it might just be Zayden being a stubborn ass and just being like Do you think he was heated or do you think the others being like, No, she can't go to your wing? I think Who's heated? I think everyone eventually gets heated. I think Zayden's like, "Hey, or why? Let's do a let's do switchies," and they're switcheroo. like, 
And they're like, I think I think the more logical answer is like, no, Zayden, like you just want Violet in your wing to you think kill he's her. Cute. No. Okay. Let me finish. I'm sorry. Yeah, to kill her because they know. I'm sorry. They they think that Zayden just wants Violet in his wing because they think that he's just going to kill her. And it's Soren Gale's daughter. And, like, that would be bad if you actually did. But they don't know, like, if that's going to look good or or whatever. But it is the general's daughter. Like, you're going to kill the general's daughter? It's... Not yeah. gonna be in your so favor to do that, especially if you're a, a separatist kid. True. But Zayden somehow wins this argument, this heated discussion, and it's right. like, no, put me in her, her, put her in my wing, you know, yeah. sort of deal. And then it happens. And now I was so, like, okay. And now I was like, yeah, switch, switcheroo. So like in Mean Girls, where they're doing the dance, I, and it's I, like switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, the girlies that get it will get it. Sure. Um, so that is an interesting turn of events because then it goes a long way of showing that Zayden always has cared about Violet. And then he outranks Dane. And he outranks Dane. That is another thing that he can, like, you know, flex his muscles on against yeah. Dane. He's like, I outrank you, homeboy. Yeah. But I mean, Dane is still moves and is still in charge of Violet. In a he sense, is. But, but if Zayden says something, Dane can't go it against goes, him. Yeah. That goes into, and they talk about the discipline mm-hmm. within the school. So discipline falls to units, and wing leader is the last word. That's this that also, Commandant Pancheck saying it. This also could have been Zayden realizing yeah. that, oh, crap, Violet is in Dane's section. Right. I need to keep an eye on Dane because homeboy sketchy. True. So I'm gonna put him in my wing to keep an eye on him. True. That would go with your theory that Dane does know about some higher up conspiracy, yeah. and maybe he does. Maybe he knows a, a skosh about it. Yeah. And maybe he's been told like, "Hey, eventually you're gonna be a spy for this so-called uprising that's happening happening down south, and we need you to be like." be practicing as a spy now or since they said wing leader has the last word zayden's like i need to have the last word on her because if other wing leaders have the last word they might hurt her Mm -hmm. or vote against her whatever Mm -hmm. no then that could be too and that and that also suggests you know like the thing of like him caring for or this is a double win for zayden anyway like i protect her protect her and i'm in love with her and i can keep an eye on atos right Lots of... We get um, a good definition of what a signet is. Mm-hmm. I can't help but wonder what his signet is. The unique power from the bond with the dragon. That's just world building. Mm-hmm. Um, and lesser magic stuff. He's a second year writer. And all writers can perform lesser magics once their dragons choose to channel their power. She's, that's Violet talking about Dane. Mm-hmm. We meet Commandant Pancheck. And Tara, who, do we, I'm unfamiliar with her work. <laughs> Is she even mentioned after this? Yeah, she has her little rendezvous with Re a couple nights later. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, thank you. But that's it, right? That's, from, from so far from my reread, that is it. Okay. 
She does tell us, though, she's heard this position for Commandant Pancheck is just a stepping stone. He wants Sorengale's job and then General Melgren's job. So kind of giving us a hint that maybe he's a little power hungry. Maybe a little, like, over being a teacher and kind of mm-hmm. like, I'm better than this mm-hmm. vibes. And then, I don't recall who says this, but we learn more about General Melgren. His dragon gives him the signet ability to see battle's outcome before it happens. That's literally all we learn about it, and so we won't really go more into that now. So just in this chapter, or in this part of, like, of character building we've learned of one character that can see in the past right and one character you can see in the future future. but in different manners in different manners but still there's there's this balance that we have also talked about thunder we talked about this this is not this is me my concept it is your concept but i'm your sources abigail chikini this book is about balance and strength versus weakness. Okay. Not always, not always strength versus weakness, but just balance in general. Abigail Chikini, 2023. Okay. Okay. Thank you for citing your sources. I did. Um, so, but there is yeah. that interesting balance. I don't think those are the two opposites, though. I think Danes and Imogens might be opposite. What is Imogens? Cause the we ability don't... to wipe a memory, but without taking away That's right. the knowledge that you got from that memory. And when do we learn that? Like exactly? Much later. I thought so. I just couldn't. But remember. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think I see what you're saying in this point where it's like one's future, one's reading the past. But that's I don't true. Think those they're are both, the they're both able are... to see a time that's not present. Yeah, one's future, one's, one's past. Future, one's but past. So maybe instead the, of opposites, they're both. But just the, the outcome same. of a battle. That's it. No other info. So it's kind of like, I get how it's helpful, but also how does it work? Okay, we're getting too far into this. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on Commandant, on General Melgren's signet and like. Do we ever actually meet Melgren? Yes. We, we do. We meet Melgren with Kaori, not Kaori, with King Tori. At Reunification Day. That's right. But so, very briefly. Later on, we'll talk more about Melgren's okay. thing. Because I have thoughts about Melgren, I have too. thoughts, too. But I don't know if we have time in this. No. Chapter 3 to dig into that. Right. We talked about... I think we covered... We covered pretty much everything oh, except the very end. Tiny little bit at the beginning, Lilith's signet. The rain eases into a drizzle, as if it had only come to make the hardest test of my life harder. Interesting. Interesting. Lilith. Um, Lilith. Something to go on the fourth wing math um, is that this parapet was deadlier than normal. Mm-hmm. Typically 15% die. This time 20% died. So 67 did not make it, which is 20% of... 301. 301. That did survive it. So Oh, no. So how many started? 368. 67 did not make it. And Violet's like, why is it higher than normal? And Violet guesses the wind and the rain. Has it never, ever rained and winded on parapet day? I don't know, but it's deadlier than normal. And she's like, why is that? And it could be. Did the bridge get smaller? Did the bridge get (laughs) shrinking? (laughs) Shrinking. Um, 
<laughs> statistics say a quarter of that that amount left after parapet will make it to graduation. So 301, a quarter of that would be little a little under 100. Yes, I can do quick math for you right now. Fourth wing math. Fourth wing math. So what um, was it? Thir- fifth, a quarter of 301 will be left for graduation? Right. 70-something? 75 point. Ooh. Yeah. Look at my math. Yeah, just okay. over 75. So wow. we'll round That's down. That's a lot. We'll round down and say 75. Yeah. Um, assume damn. what's <laughs> most likely going to happen. People are going to die. People are going to die. That's not a lot. I guess that makes sense too why like. But that's even a statistic start... shouted out by Zayden. Like that's the norm. Right. And if it could be higher or lower, obviously average. But... For sure. Okay. Um, we talking about people dying. Great. Um, when they're talking about the death roll and what happens to these 67 that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, their parents would either collect their bodies or watch them be buried at the foot of the mountain under a simple stone. So, question. Mm-hmm. Are the bodies buried but the items are burned? Because here again it says buried, not burned. And the family could take it. So does the family take it and do what they want with the body? Or is it still custom to I thought, I swear to cow, that it was, you burn the body. You burn their belongings. But here it says buried. So maybe they bury it, bury the ashes under a stone at the foot of the mountain. Did we miss something where it's only if you're like a cadet or even a writer that then you would be burned because most likely like if most likely you die by dragon maybe i don't know because no. if because why like if you fell from the parapet it's the 200 foot drop yeah. you're gonna die why waste dragon fire on you when you're or, already I mean, it doesn't dead have to be dragon fire. It could be like i guess it could just be a torch or yeah so i was so hung up on thinking they are burned and then they slipped up in brennan talk in the beginning, is like, do you want to bury another child instead of burn? And now we have buried again. And now again. we have buried again, which makes me think... It wasn't a mistake. I just made an oops. Maybe. It happens. It's okay, babe. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes I, I had that. So, um, anyways, but this introduces their mourning and death rituals, which, talking about people we thought were dead or they're not, mm-hmm. you know... We just talk, they talk about death a lot, partly because it's a very dangerous quadrant, but also like they really talk about it a lot, what they do, how they died, Uh you know, being sad and mourning, burning the belongings, only talking about, only not really having a funeral, but just mentioning their name on the death roll. You know, there's just a lot of chit chat about it. Yeah, which, there is. Which kind of puts a little alert in my brain of like, hmm. It's what, it's what about almost this? right. It's almost like there. It's it's too structured. It's too like too certain formal. Too certain that this is what happens when you die. 
and there's no ifs, ands, or buts. No ifs, ands, or buts. Did we already talk about burning the things? We didn't. We you mentioned it, but we didn't dive deep into it. How? Like it. Like my all their theory. belongings have to be burned. Yeah. But why? Why? Yeah. What and purpose does so, that serve? They're so dramatic about it, and for what? Right. Yeah. And then my theory. It's time for Abby's unhinged theory. We need like a like a title and like theme music music yeah (laughs) Um, it doesn't i mean they start to mention the death and it's coming up naturally now so i'll talk about instead of saving it for another time but Mm -hmm. we know brennan is alive we don't know if he never died in the first place or if he died and came back because we know that one writer was trying to resurrect him Mm -hmm. my unhinged theory is that you can resurrect people and it has, and this is even more proof that my theory might be right with this whole buried thing. Because if they burn the body, there's Body's no body gone. to resurrect. Right. So you bury the body, but you burn the things. Why do you, is it important to burn the things? Because something about the things, their belongings. Would is, help resurrect them. Would you quit stealing my thunder? <laughs> I've read your mind. I'm an. Yeah. In, that intrinsic. You I'm an intrinsic. Use the magic. And their things and the little spell. I don't know. Now we're getting to like <laughs> satanic things where people are no, bringing up things, like putting a, a star, a circle around no, dead things and speaking Latin like in Wednesday. <laughs> no, I'm just saying something about their essence, their spirit still being on the items. Okay. That makes it easier and the ability is there to have them come back. Okay. So... Like maybe the things have power? Not that the things have power, but it's like they needed that connection Hmm. to the person, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe it can't, not just any old item, right? Not a dirty sock, (laughs) okay? Or just like some random belonging, but like their favorite thing, something they cherish, something they made. I don't know. I don't know the rules. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just playing around. Playing around. Okay. So that's why I think Brennan could have come back because we, Mira had his book. So if we're going on the resurrection thing, they're buried. Keep the things unburned. Do magic somehow. And they come back to life. Okay. Okay. Which, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. thinking to the end of the book... Who has died and who do we still have items belonging to? Talking about like throughout the whole entire book? Yeah. Well, the sad one. We have Liam. Yeah. We have Liam's little dragon carvings and his letters to Sloan. So, but I mean, Yaros has kind of confirmed in some interviews that she's like, oh, he's not coming back. Yeah. Like which he is did, did. which is sad, but I'm just would like to have the hope there that if my theory is right, we have his belongings just in case, just in yes. case. I'm right. Um, or she could just be hoodwinking us. I don't think she would hoodwink us in that way. Probably not. But here, here's what I have to say about like the resurrection. It is, it is cool if it's used like appropriately. If it's kind of used like too often or just too like willy-nilly then it loses its like wow factor you mean in a literary device way or in a the world of navarre way in the 
both. Okay, yes. So that's why I think that it's so dispersed, this knowledge, so much. It's impossible. Burn their things. Resurrection's fake. It's not possible. How many times do we hear that? A lot. So, and they just like blind faith believe that. No one tried because they're like, well, it's impossible. I'm not going to try. Mm-hmm. Why question it? We also thought Venom were fake. Right. So what <laughs> el- other lies? And if you don't want this to be used to resurrect people willy-nilly and corrupt this power, mm-hmm. and then also maybe you want to keep some dead people dead because they're bad or mm-hmm. something, why would leadership and like government king people why would they want their people to know that it's possible? So that's why everyone's like, it's not possible to limit its use. Mm-hmm. Or, and or, its use is very dangerous, right? It could drain. Maybe that's why the friend oh. person that tried to, is that Nolan? Nolan. Nolan. Come for me. My pronunciation. Nolan. Nolan tried to healed Brennan and died. So maybe it did work, but then Nailin died. Now, Nailin, whoever the hell. Nailin. Whatever. He died. So maybe it is possible, but dangerous, you know? So if government is benevolent, they're like, oh, well, we're protecting you from danger. Or they're like, we have this info. You don't. We don't want you to use it. We want to keep it a secret, Right. And yeah, I hope that she doesn't become like soap opera-y and like everyone fake dies all the time. That'd be really annoying. Like one of my favorite shows of all time, The Blacklist. Yeah, Blacklist. Too many people fake die on that show mm-hmm. that it's a little a little worn out. So mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You just grabbed the book. We had talked about the new theory that I had talked about or that I had discovered and like literally like jaw dropped and stopped. Oh yeah, in chapter eight that you want In wanna... chapter eight. And now that you have brought all this up, I have to spill. Okay. Because you you forced my hand. Okay. Can I just check that my laptop's not going to die? Go for it. We have um, 11% battery. Do you think you can do this in 11% Oh, yeah. Battery? We started at like 20. Yeah. So we're good. Okay. Because <laughs> there was nothing else about Chapter 3, right? Sagan. We covered all. We covered pretty much everything, unless you want to. You know, I think we covered about the death roll and. Yeah, well, look for your thing while okay. I make sure we cover everything. Death roll. Oh, um. We just the facts from the inscription quote at the beginning that the blue dragon from the Gorm Faley's line. Bless you. Is this the Gale blue dagger tail dragon? So we just learned lineage and that, like, what does that mean? Is that, who's the Gorm Feliz? Is that, like, the name of the original dragon? Like, how do we get this? But we get info that somehow there's, like, lineage of dragons from Colonel Kaori's quote. Um, and, oh, I hadn't mentioned all the times Dane touches her. He rubs circles on her lower back, um, comforting circles at one point. And I was like, based on what he said, how he only can read their memories if he's touching their face, I don't think this was a memory thing. Um, But however, 
he does take Violet's chin between his thumb and forefinger, turning my face left and right for his inspection. His hands run down my sides and paws at my ribs. So he said he has to touch their face. So touching her face, but like, what, you want her memory of the parapet? Like, what are you trying to get out of her right now mm-hmm. if he's trying to? Um, we meet King Tori. Or, well, we don't meet him, but we hear of him in Zayden's little speech. He was like, no one is safe, basically, because even King Tori's second son died during threshing. Mm-hmm. Which made me think, who was his first son? His first son lived second son bonded to Taryn, right right and then that guy died during threshing and that's Taryn's last writer i thought Taryn's last writer was naolin okay so which king, i couldn't i could look up right now king tory's second son bonded to Taryn. no how did he die during threshing if he bonded right he bonded and then was only bonded and then died at the same... Could have happened because you could have bonded, flew up on the... True, back, true, true. And that did could happen have in this stretch. Okay. So his he was bonded for like half a minute to Taryn. And then Taryn's next dragon or next rider was Nailin. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm hung up on that mm-hmm. pronunciation. Um, and then... I don't remember if we learn who King Tori's first son is, do we? We From didn't get memory? a name. Okay, I'm unfamiliar with his work. Mm-hmm. Do we hear about him ever again in the books? Not that I can recall. I don't recall. Okay. And that was that was all I had for analysis and like topics to talk about. So, have you found your mm-hmm. section? Okay. So, we are in the middle of chapter 8. Okay. Let me set the scene okay we are in Pref- professor kaori's class yeah violet re jack and the crew f you jack are going over the types of dragons that are that would be um avail available are are have agreed to bond agreeing to bond bond. but he also goes over a couple of like just examples of who are currently bonded like segale and i think he does like bring up um um um, tyne yeah and and day i think maybe not day not day day uh day was liam's liam okay but liam's yeah first year so that doesn't work anyway so they go over segale they sorry he is Liam? Is it first year? thought so. Sure. Not the point. Continue. Not the point. They go over Segale, right? Yeah. Then comes, then he swipes over to the black dragon. Taren. Taren. Right. He's not mentioned by name well, here. Well, yeah, because only the writer knows his name. But it's, yeah. Wait. Sorry. Only the writer knows their name, but then doesn't the writer report the name? So wouldn't we know from Nailin that his name is Taren? You would think. Loophole. Right? Yeah, because we know Sigal's name. Well, because he currently bonded. Right. To Zayden. Yeah. But, oh, this dragon is unbonded. But they bonded before. They're not going to change their name. And we write down in the records what their names are mm-hmm. at Threshing. Yeah. Could you be. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, how are they claiming they don't know his name? I don't know. 
Not important right now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so they bring out Taryn, like the illusion or whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Like the they go out, they go off, they talk about like his, um, how big he is, like his morning star tail. Mm-hmm. And um, they're also super rare. There hasn't been right. one born in the last century, blah, right. blah, blah. Um, and then we talk about um, he's revered as a battle dragon among their kind. And if it were not for him, they probably would have lost the Tears Rebellion and everything. And he has a powerful. If it weren't for Taryn, basically. Okay. And he has one amazing um, signet. And they talk about like, how do you approach him and blah, blah, blah. Kiori yeah. says he hasn't agreed to bond since his previous and only writer was mm-hmm. killed during the uprising. Mm-hmm. And the only way you would ever be near him is if you were in the veil, which mm-hmm. you won't be, whatever. He was talking yeah. to Jack. Because you'd be incinerated before you even got through um jack then bees is like an ass and then jack's like i want that right right exactly yeah yeah um then he talks about then jack says just being curious right right what signet ability would be given to the writer and carrie says there's no telling because signets are a result of unique chemistry between the writer and the dragon the stronger the bond the stronger the signet and jack's like Fine. What was the previous writer's signet? Right. Specific signet. Right. Pause. Uh-huh. What did you and I talk about in chapter one, episode one, uh-huh. of a word that was used by Lilith Sorengill? Nayland's signet was siphoning that exact wording. Okay. So... Not just that he had the power to distribute power and right. magic. He the specific word usage of siphon. Siphon, yeah. Suggests that maybe he he's he has the ability to siphon. You can have the ability to siphon and not be venom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends what you're okay. siphoning from. So here's here's what I think what happened. Okay. I think Naolin siphoned uh-huh. Brennan. What does it, that mean? What do you mean? He, sorry. He used his siphoning signet uh-huh. to restore all the magic into Brennan. Uh-huh. And it worked. Taking it from where to put into Brennan, you mean? Taking it from somewhere and putting it into he Brennan? He took it from himself. Okay. And put it into Brennan. To revive Brennan. To revive Brennan. Okay. Is that how that works or is this a guess? This is a guess. This okay, is complete okay, okay. theory. But just, just the, the but how, just, I'm just going off of like how we were like, vibes. whoa, vibes. We're going because off of vibes. like, Venom, they siphon, they siphon. siphon. Yeah. And then Sorengale is like, oh, that fever, fever siphoned, siphoned your energy. Yeah. And now we have a writer who was yeah. Taryn's one and only writer. Right. Coincidence? Right. And siphon to bring back Brennan alive. Right. I think there was like, there's some sort of like miss in the scribes, maybe on purpose, which mm-hmm. is another thing to talk about, that Naolin had siphoned Brennan, but by the time people could like, maybe like, vision like perfect situation, like, oh, they found um, Naolin and Brennan's body. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh. This is oh, so sad, and Taryn's gone. Yeah. 
R.I.P. Someone go find the tombstones. Right. But when they come back, Brennan is gone, but Naolin is still there. How did Naolin do that if he was already dead? Maybe it's like no, no, a delayed no, 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 reaction. No, no, no. No, right. It's it's delayed. It's okay. a de- it's delayed like resurrection, like or just maybe like in Game they of Thrones. Never found Brennan's body, because, right? And they're like, oh, he's just dead somewhere. But it's because he's exactly. like alive and walked away. Exactly. Okay, I'm still not clear what you mean by siphoned Brennan. Because that would that was incorrect. Like that was incorrect. Taking... That was incorrect. Like word on my part. So what oh, I meant okay. is that he he is his signet is siphoning, right? Which means he can draw energy right. and redistribute okay. anywhere. He that this helps. is what Carrie says. Same sentence. Nailin's signet was siphoning. Next sentence. He could absorb power from various sources, other dragons, other riders, ah. and then use it yeah. or redistribute it. Okay. So it's not like necessarily a healing thing. It's kind of like a boost, like a power. And then boost. he says he attempted to use that power to revive a fallen rider, which didn't work because there's so there's no signet capable of resurrection. And depleted himself in the process, or what burnout. we also know had burnout. Yeah. But what if he didn't? This is the only like thing that puts uh, that puts Brennan, his, a physical presence mm-hmm. of Brennan, in the same we'll call it room mm-hmm. as another writer who last mm-hmm. saw him dead. Right. Which means he ain't dead. Nowlin. Brennan. Okay. 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 I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm clarifying. Yeah. So, okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. This, now, for me at least, this kind of, for me, nothing else has, has done so, this. This yeah. completes the circle and the mystery of how is Brandon alive? Okay. You think that did truly work? There's nothing else that that points to Brennan so hard in this book mm-hmm. that that points to him still being alive or how he is still alive. True. Now, Unless. there's nothing else in the book of like, what the heck have you been doing these five years? We have an we have an idea ish, or yeah, yeah. how you have got there, or what made you do this, or right. even maybe how you died the first time. Right. But Unless. in terms of resurrection, this is how. Unless it didn't work with Nailin. Right. And then someone else, not necessarily through their signet, but just because it's a thing that can happen resurrected him right which if we're going off of it's through people's items Mira's like snatched the book no you can't have his book Mm. hold on right from violet well has the book has brennan's book oh no wait that's the dad's book so so violet never mind scratch that so brennan's been alive this whole time, like we don't like, there's no, there's Do we no. Know that? When did he get resurrected? No, no, we don't. But there, then that's true. <laughs> but if we're safe to assume that Naolin is there to try to resurrect Brennan, it's safe to assume that it doesn't take days, weeks, months, or years for that to happen. Like it's like a delayed couple of seconds, like like a Jon Snow, like yeah, yeah. The, the witch, the witch Nailin. uses it, and it's like one one thousand, two one thousand, ten one thousand, <gasps> yeah, sort of yeah, deal. Not but I'm I'm just presenting an alternative idea. It didn't work with Nailin. So Kaori okay. has the correct information okay. about that one scenario. 
or he knows the truth and he's lying to like protect it. It's a whole conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. But I'm choosing to in this scenario. He's like, Nellen burnt out. It didn't work. They both ended up dead. Time goes by. It could be years. Someone figured out how to resurrect people and resurrected Brennan. Or it could be a little bit more immediate of we resurrected him after and couldn't. Here's the other interesting thing to, to consider. No thoughts on my idea? No, I think <laughs> I, not right now. Okay. But yes, there, there is. But here's the other thing we need to consider. We also know where Brennan dies. He's executed by Fen Ryerson. We know this. So is it safe to say that... Not executed, but yes. He he's okay fine not excuse but he's killed by the hands of Van Ryerson well, in the war. Yeah. We don't know how though. No, not necessarily. So is it safe to say that Brennan is across border lines? I would think not in Navarre. In not in Navarre. Tirandor. Mm-hmm. So is it safe to say that he knew about this and was asked to be killed? On purpose, pulling a Dumbledore here. Yeah, brother. And being like, you need to kill me. And Nalen, you need to bring me back to life. But the long, not but not too quickly. Like, long enough for the record to reflect that I'm dead. Oh, like fake to death. Exactly. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because in this... This is another part of my theory that yeah. was going along with this. I'm like, okay. you sneaking my gun. I like, I like that, actually. And I also like... So that he could then go do some shady stuff. But everyone thinks he's dead. And I think at the same time he was on the low, on the low, low key. Down low. Down low, whatever. Is recruiting <laughs> Mira and Violet. Okay. The book by Brennan given to given to Violet yeah. and all the little notes that he has, yeah. and then and then Violet has it, yeah. and then Mira gives it back to him. Yeah. All that stuff. So. Um. There, that was a, there's a lot here, but when I reread that, it went with what you the were siphoning. just talking about with the siphoning. Yeah, and the, the dragon's power. The dragon's thing. power. Um, and then just the whole history with Taryn, too. Like, yeah. that was one, and that was... So then is Taryn not Kaori's first son's dragon? Did I have that wrong? I think, I think so. Update not to, in the next episode. Yeah. Um, when you said something... Oh. Because Brandon's like, welcome to the revolution. He's clearly on the rebellion side. So is Fen Ryerson. So that's even more pointing to what you're saying of, hey, bro, kill me. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Make it look like I'm on this side. Kind of martyrish a little bit. <sighs> right. How, uh, that, oh, that was my question. Why do this difficult thing of resurrecting someone on Brennan? Like, no offense. I'm sure he's a great guy. But, like, why? Why is he so special? Why? Because he has a very rare signet. What's his signet? Mending. Okay. So he would be, like, he could be seen as, like, a healer. Like, you could, you could, you would lose. Okay. And on a rebellion that has very few, probably, soldiers or riders, you need every rider you can get. Okay, so you think it's because of his signet? I think that's a part of it. I don't okay. think that's the sole purpose. Right, right, right. But but it also could be because he is a Sorengale. He knows the yeah, general his knowledge. and the the and colonel. family lineage. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I think it all. Let's I think see. all that plays into yeah. I like a factor. It. I like it. So it was two unhinged. Two unhinged theories. And for all of you that are one. listening to right now, Abby and I are only like one or two chapters in of Iron Flame. We know right. next to nothing. Like continuing yeah. on, which is I think what like is is fun because we're still putting out these crazy theories that could be yeah. super and that's, wrong. That's or what right I'm on struggling point. with because there's already two things I talked about today that we kind of know in Iron Flame. Oh, I've only read the first chapter. Yeah, so. I'm in chapter three. Okay, so Zip that's where I'm trying to a little bit separate that new info from Iron Flame and just go with. Here's how I felt the first time and my reread pre-Iron Flame. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling, because we're only in Chapter 3, we got a long way to go, that that's going to get difficult to like separate and discern the two. Like, when did I think this? Yeah. When did I not know? So I think we might have to eventually be like, just looking like very transparent just looking at iron flame this is the theory this is the theory i used to think it's now been debunked or it's now been proved or mm-hmm. we don't know yet still either that we're gonna have to like speed up this one like chapter four and chapter five might have to be the same episode or yeah. something like that well, we have played to speed around two with releasing two a week like a which Monday, i think we're Thursday still gonna do anyway upload. but if we if even if we can like combine some chapters and be like all right like let's or release on the same day i want to keep yeah. the episodes a single chapter so people can easily go find it okay because i use that for some other read-through podcasts like swish Mm. and flick for harry potter if i wanted a specific episode or a specific chapter Mm -hmm. i didn't want to be like this chapter covers a couple do you know what i mean i got you so we can definitely like sit down and record four and five at the same time yeah but then upload them in two separate ones Mm mm-hmm Yep, Just some good. like back end housekeeping stuff. But yeah, we might have to speed it up where we do two a week. Because like I'm in the same boat as you. I'm like, I want to read Iron Flame so badly. But at the same time, like, I know it's like keeping me. So I'm like, maybe. I do. It's not that I don't, but it's like, but, but I want to get through all my theories. <laughs> right. Maybe we could like write ahead a little bit and record. And then I don't know. I think it'll evolve as we go and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I agree. And our listeners are awesome because they're probably all listening like, <laughs> I've read Iron Flame like, and you're so stupid. You're dummy. <laughs> I'm on chapter 10 and all your theories are wrong. I haven't seen any spoilers. This is not a spoiler. Okay. But all like, I, I immediately scroll past of like anything Iron Flame. Oh yeah. Like anything immediately. so fast. But the scroll. one that I did like just quickly see for like oh, the first no. three seconds was like the, how the, the fourth wing, chapter thirty-seven, is like the big one where where Liam okay, had died. Yeah, I don't know if it's someone dying. That I don't know. Okay. But the big like chapter was like, Ugh, is chapter forty-five of Iron oh, okay. Flame. Good to know. So it's just a number. It's spoiler just a number alert. spoiler. Like all right, so yeah. I'm I had to get to forty-five because forty-five is like the oof. oof okay. I think. So you or managed- it's either that or the jaw dropping one. Yeah. It's either or. You've managed to stay spoiler free. Yes. Me too. So far. So far. It's going to be But I'm, I'm telling you, and I posted a video like a joke, but like for real, how long is long enough to wait until people start posting spoilers? Because mm-hmm. I know people are already done. People <laughs> read that thing so fast and are already making content. <laughs> so what's the accepted amount of time 
for people to post and also then it tells me how quickly do I gotta read this what I'm raising my hand because this is a funny answer it's the audio from friends how long can you wait until you know someone just got broken up oh I think about a month really I think like three half hour Half hour. Oh, yeah. How long can you wait till spoilers? One month. Three months. Half, half hour. hour. <laughs> Get <Yeah>. going. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, we got to go read. We got to go read. I am in the mood to read stuff now. All right. Anything else on chapter three? This is a good chapter. This is this is fun. Yeah. And we're not really even into like we dive into the juicy stuff, but like we're even not the even content. In the meat of it. We're not yeah. even in the meat of it. Like this is gonna be so much fun. And I'm excited to get to hear back the comments of listeners. We've already gotten such a great like review and like more and more listeners from our first two episodes. Yeah. So we really appreciate them and, and I but I want like yeah. also feedback from them. Like I love like interacting with like other yeah. theories and, and I being think like the best place. And, like, the best that. series, like, I want to shout them out when I hear yeah. them. Like, if you have a good theory, like, we're going to shout you out and be like, yeah, I you go. Yeah, I think the best place for that, because on Spotify, it's, you could do, like, a review, I think. Mm-hmm. There's also, like, a what did you think of this episode question that Spotify, like, automatically posts when you post a new episode. Mm-hmm. Or so just- we do see that, but I think the best place is going to be Instagram comments. Um, on any post or an Instagram DM. And then we also have a TikTok, also podcast quadrant. Um, right. Same logo, the black with the yellow dragon. Yeah. And everything should be like linked on all like link mm-hmm. tree link in bios and stuff to find it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, pretty active there. And that's probably the best place to give us. At podcast quadrant, all one word, like yeah. direct message us. Yeah, like, it's the same. Blow us up. Instagram and Spotify, or Instagram and TikTok, so. That's it, yeah. Blow us up, like let us hear everything, yeah. and we'll shout you out if it's good. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> if we read, or like like your theory to read it on the podcast, we'll like say who it's for from. For sure, yeah. absolutely. Credit where credit's due, for all sure. All the time. Cite your sources, ma'am. <laughs> well, that's when you stole my, you stole my thunder of my idea. Cite your sources. Exactly. Stay in school. <laughs> okay. All right. Great episode, babe. All awesome right. job. We're signing off. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Please support the podcast by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. Leaving any type of written review really does help us. You can also subscribe on Spotify and please share with your friends because if you liked it, they probably will too. We are at Podcast Quadrant on Instagram. Thank you for supporting the Pod Quad.